you're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut. We got the Forever Purge, a hilarious ad that makes Ron DeSantis look like a hero, even though it's trying to tear him down. You've got a hidden inside the 2,500-page, $3.5 trillion spending bill, a provision that imposes seventy dollars to $700,000 fines on employers who aren't going to go along with the Biden vax demand. And you've got the U.S. Marine Corps commandant getting a letter being asked to let Lieutenant Colonel Scheller out of pretrial confinement and two January 5th rioters who committed no violence get 45 days in jail. We'll get into all this, but the forever purge is where I want to start. You're probably wondering, what the heck is a forever purge? Completely valid question, one that uh, you should think for yourself. Hold on. People are moving to Florida. People want to go to Florida who have not lived there before. I consider how much better my life would be if I lived in Florida versus, say, New York sometimes because they're doing a good job and also no state income tax and you've got better government, etc. But they're doing a good job when it comes to covid. But in the delusional world of the left, of the libs, that's not how they see it. No, no. They prefer this fantasy of Ron DeSantis's failure. And so they made this ad. You've got to listen closely to the words. There's some people on a plane with masks on, but the audio pretty much does it for you. They think what is being said is reckless, is terrifying. That's what they think. Listen very closely to the forever purge ad. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of your cabin crew, we'd like to inform you that we have officially entered Florida airspace. Now that we're making our final descent, please watch this short message from Governor Ron DeSantis on COVID-19. Thereafter, everyone on board will be required to comply with the state's forever purge. We are not doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. We trust people to make their own decisions in this state. We are not going to be bludgeoning people with restrictions and mandates and lockdowns or any of that stuff. As Governor DeSantis stated, while you're within state lines, you do not have to wear a mask. You do not have to get a vaccine. It is against the law for private businesses or schools to mandate masks or vaccines. And you have the absolute right to infect whoever you want, whenever and wherever, with COVID-19. Thank you for traveling with us, and please, enjoy your forever purge. (laughs) I mean, okay, all right, you heard. Uh, Rod is saying, we're not going to do lockdowns. We're not going to force masks upon you. We think you have individual rights. And the, the the ominous music in the background, like you're supposed to be so scared oh my gosh Ron DeSantis believes in individual liberty get me out of here (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing because the libs are crazy as you know crazy and so that's what I think you need to you need to hear from all of this why aren't they covering I mean we heard for about two months this summer 
because of the seasonality of the virus in Florida, where you have a lot more people indoors without ventilation because of air conditioning in the summertime. It makes sense, folks. We know what's going on. Why is it that all of a sudden you're not hearing about how Ron DeSantis is killing everybody? Oh, my gosh. Ron DeSantis is an axe murderer. Could it be? Could it be? Because Florida cases for uh, for COVID are down about 50 percent, give or take. Wait a second. So you mean the media does a hyper focus on a virus that has spread all across the country that's infected about 150 million people, probably a lot more than that. That when it's in a red state, when it serves the political narrative, there's a tremendous focus on it from Democrats. But when it ceases in those areas rather rapidly and begins to creep up. The numbers are going up further north than in some of the bluer places. As that happens, they all of a sudden lose interest in cases? That can't be because it's so dishonest. And our media wouldn't be... I know, of course, they're so dishonest it's appalling, but can't even get away with the sarcasm. Can't even say it out loud. Because you know how silly it is. But you know what? They are now all in on the kind of tyranny that they said they would never do. But we knew they would do because we understand the character of the left. We know how they view power. We understand the mentality. This is all emotional for them. And that's why their little high priest of Fauciism, really the Pope of Fauciism, little Fauci himself, is going around paying further lip service to this idea that we should be forcing vaccines on everyone, including the previously infected. It is inexcusable. It is unscientific. There is no basis for making people that already have antibodies from previous infection to get this shot. Because if you're going to say, oh, but but the the shot will make them even less like it'll be even more. OK, should they get a booster shot every 30 days? Is, is that reasonable? How about every 30 days we get a booster shot? Got to top off the got to top off the antibodies. Right. At some point, it is not worth the cost. At some point, the trade off is too high. Here's little Fauci, though, the lab coat tyrant himself. The only problem is, is that we're entering the cooler fall season and we're entering a situation where children will be coming back to school there'll be more activity in the fall we have got to do whatever we can to get those already 70 or so million people who are eligible to be vaccinated we've got to get them to be vaccinated we've got to convince them through through trusted messengers why it's important for their own health for that of their families, but also something that we continue to emphasize, the societal responsibility to get that veil of protection over society. You got to get the veil of protection over society. Anybody who listens to this person is either a handmaiden of tyranny at this point or just not very smart. I mean, they either want to be controlled. They either believe in authoritarian health statism or they're just not very bright they're so terrified perhaps that the usual synapses in their brain cannot fire at the rate that they need to make good choices and good decisions that's the situation as i see it right now
And people are suffering because of this madness. Here's United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby explaining how, you know, they fired 593 people. Sorry. Well, look, I'm really proud uh, and gratified that the United team, uh, excluding the people that have applied for religious or medical accommodations, over 99% got vaccinated. It proves that vaccine mandates do work and that you can get a huge percentage of your popular, of, of your workforce vaccinated. You know, I wish it had been 100%, but it was never going to be 100%. But I think 99% we feel feel really good about. Um, I, you know, I feel bad for the 593 people, the less than 1% uh, that are going to leave. But we were focused on doing the right thing for United Airlines. Uh, and it's great to have this in the rearview mirror for us and the ability to just move forward now. Yeah, too bad for almost 600 folks lost their jobs, lost their health care. You know, no big deal. Did they give them the option of even proving a prior infection and uh, antibodies? No. No, get the shot or else. Get the shot or else. Does anyone think that this is going to be the last time they do this? I don't even just mean with vaccines. Do you think this is the last time they're going to say, in the interest of public fill-in-the-blank, you could say health, sure. You could also say the battle against climate change. The battle against gun violence. They'll fill in the blank with whatever they want, don't you see? This ultimately comes down to the collective versus the individual. This ultimately is a struggle between the rights of a free person versus the power of a collectivist society to force compliance because of what elites, not even truly representative government, because of what what elites think is good. Remember, this has all been really healthcare bureaucracy. That's making these determinations. And then our elected officials go along with it and they insulate themselves from accountability by saying, oh, we're just listening to the experts. We're just listening to the don't get mad at me, sir. I'm just listening to the expert. Little Fouch in the corner. I'm the expert. You know, little Fouch saying I'm I'm running the show. That's right. That's what's going on. So. Friends, it's going to be a very interesting wintertime because here's what we're facing. If the cases go up dramatically and hospitalizations go up, too, it means that this vaccine fades rapidly, even in the most important area of preventing um, serious infection for those who have gotten it. And that means now we're in the world of getting boosters forever. And you'll probably go through that for a few years where they're trying to mandate boosters. And then they'll realize, wait a second. Maybe a more sensible policy would be, oh, I don't know what we have with, say, the flu, where high uh, high risk individuals are recommended to get the shot and no one is made to get the shot. And you certainly don't make 25 year olds who are at almost no risk get it. You know, this is the part of it that is never discussed. There's never a conversation about why are vaccinated people so terrified still? They believe it prevents uh, hospitalization and death. So what is the problem? The, the unvaccinated have made their choice, right? Everyone has had the chance. There is, there's nobody out there in any meaningful numbers right now who is saying, you know what? I'm terrified uh, of COVID, but I refuse to get the shot. That doesn't exist. And people are going to say, oh, but what about somebody who's immunocompromised who can't get the shot? Okay, so what's the policy going to be? Are, are there any limitations then? Is there any societal risk? You know, are we we going to ban peanuts tomorrow because 
somebody could die from you opening a bag of peanuts on the plane. I don't mean ban them just on planes. I mean everywhere. Well, that would seem a bit extreme, right? Well, people go into anaphylactic shock and they die. Let's let's make peanuts as illegal as heroin, right? You can see how you play these scenarios out. And there is a level of absurdity we can reach where at least 90%, maybe 100%, depends on the issue of the population, can see that it's crazy. Not it, Well, never 100%. There's always some group that is completely out of their minds. Um, so here's the... Uh, other thing I want you to know, we're, we're going to talk about the uh, January 6th people that have gone away for 45 days in a moment, as well as the uh, only person who's serving time. Here's Lieutenant Colonel Scheller in pretrial uh, confinement, of course, for speaking out against the poor job done by his military superiors. But in the meantime, my pillow is incredible. All right. They've hooked me up with a wide assortment of amazing products. Right now on my bed, I've got the mattress topper. I got Giza Dream Sheets. I've got the My Towels, the My Slippers, and more. Sleep is super important to me because I put in long days. I know you do too. You want the best sleep you can get. Let Mike Lindell hook you up. All right. Mike wants to give back to you with great discounts on all my pillow products. All you have to do is go to mypillow.com right now. Click on the radio listener special square. You're going to see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza Sheets but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Again, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Now, we're going into the colder months, my friends. If you don't have a great pair of slippers, let me put this out there for you. The my slippers are amazing. And honestly, whatever sheets you have on your bed, if you don't have the Giza Dream sheets, they're not as good as the Giza Dreams. So you got to get them mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square use promo code buck you get huge discounts and amazing products so we've got two january 5 rioters who committed no violence have gone to uh prison now for 45 days and i'm just gonna say this how many people who committed no violence in the riots of blm over the summer of 2020 how many of them went to prison for 45 days I don't know the answer, but I want I want the answer. I'd like to know how many of them. Right. Oh, oh, but Buck, it's so different. It's the Capitol building. Really? Yeah. Tell it to someone whose store, whose livelihood was looted or burned to the ground because of a movement that, as we now know, a movement that pushed for a narrative of anti-police sentiment that ended up with a 30 percent national increase in the homicide rate that to me seems like a pretty horrific record right blm was the reason for the increase in murders in this country that's just what happened the ferguson effect police on the defensive because the left in this country wanted to embrace self-indulgent babyish anarchy and so that's where we were that was the situation that's what happened and was there anybody really punished for it no. no, they were not punished for it. They uh, generally got away with it. But if you're a January 6th rioter, oh my gosh, the insurrection. Who is punished in society and who is given not just a second chance, who's given free reign? That's a very important thing. You learn a lot about the elites. You learn a lot about the establishment based on who is willing to uh, bring charges and who is not and under what context and, and what reality. 
So that's something that I think you should understand very clearly as you see this 45 days for uh, two of the January 6th rioters. How many of the BLM rioters? Oh, and Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. He spoke out. He's a patriot. He was upset. Now, look, I, I understand that he knew the consequences of his actions and he's willing to pay in the sense that he's already lost his job. He's lost his pension. He's fired. He's gone. But pre-trial confinement? They're going to hold this guy in the brig and just add additional punishment because he spoke out. He didn't risk operational security. He didn't you know, give away secrets or, uh, you know, do something in a war zone that put anybody in jeopardy. No, he spoke out as a patriot against the ineptitude of the conniving military brass who are currently playing this game with the Biden administration, where they're trying to make it seem like, oh, no, they knew what they were doing. It's Biden who wouldn't listen to them about the soldiers being left behind. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm not exactly uh, about to believe that people are being honest on this one. But just remember that whom a society chooses to punish and, and whom it lets go is a very important indicator of where the elites are on an issue. And how uh, they're wielding their power either for or against those things that you control. By the way, uh, absolute confidence from, uh, according to Jen Psaki, on Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, uh, because he, he held the line for the left, for the Democrats here. I would say first, he absolutely has confidence in Chairman Milley. He's worked side by side with him over the last nine months through clearly some difficult times, difficult decisions uh, in his presidency. Uh, he has a different relationship with Chairman Milley uh, than I expect President Trump did. Uh, I can't speak to that relationship, um, but he does have trust in him. Does have trust in him, of course, because he did what he was supposed to do, which is make sure that a Biden administration the apparatus of leftist control in the government, the deep state, all protected. And now we have the debt ceiling fight to discuss, as well as the budget showdown and all this stuff. I, I, I don't spend as much time on this, perhaps, as some others, because here's the truth. Uh, they're going to spend too much money. They're going to ram a lot of things through. And unfortunately, I am reminded of that Obamaism that elections have consequences. We should have won one of those Georgia Senate seats, my friends. This is, this is on the Republican Party. We, we would have been able to do a whole lot more if we had split government, but we don't. Or split uh, Congress. Chuck Schumer is now out there. I mean, Chuck and Nancy, they've played this game so many times before. This is now just a contest of demagogues. Raise the debt ceiling, spend whatever we want. Republicans are, are greedy capitalists and racists and whatever. Here's, uh, here's Schumer. Throughout history, there have certainly been governments that have defaulted on their debt, but never has there been a default caused by pure stupidity. In this case, Republican stupidity. Well, Democrats are working to prevent such an outcome from happening now. Over the past week, our caucus has tried to find a workable solution to avoid default on our sovereign debt, but the Republicans have stymied us at every opportunity. Oh, my gosh, the default. It's all everything's going to please. We've been here before. This is the game, the brinksmanship. It's not a, it's not a you know, it doesn't mean, oh, no, the government shuts down. It's so scary. Government has shut down before. And in fact, what you find out is that the government during a shutdown has to the people that want to push for more spending and more state control of everything. Statism, I should say. 
they have to make it even scarier. They have to shut down things that you would actually be able to continue. You know, no, no uh, parks open. No, no one's allowed to go do the things that. Oh, yeah, of course. Make it as visible and as painful for people as you possibly can. And the Democrats, I think, also at some level know that this is the chance they have because the midterms are not not looking good for Democrats right now. It turns out when you when what uh, the American people, at least enough of them, find out is that the Democrat Party isn't actually good at governance, but is really good at demagoguery and making promises it can't keep. So they got to get this done now. They got to get it through now, and that's why you got Bernie Sanders out there saying things like Mansion and Cinema better not slow down the socialism train. I think my frustration, uh, Anderson, is not necessarily the views of Mr. Manchin or Ms. Cinema. It is that when you got 48 people on one side and the American people overwhelmingly on the same side and one or two people on the other side, you know, it is not appropriate, I think, for those couple of people to slow down progress. They have a right to be heard. They have a right to, you know, get concessions. That's what the process is. But, you know, any member of the Democratic caucus, myself, anybody else, I believe in a Medicare for all single payer program. I think the current health care system is dysfunctional. I could go to Chuck Schumer tomorrow and say, Chuck, I'm not voting for that bill unless you have Medicare for all. But that's not what the caucus wants. That would be irresponsible. Don't slow down the socialism train, Bernie's saying. How dare you, sir? How dare you, Anderson? <laughs> That's a great. I just want him to only go on that show on CNN, so I have to hear him say Anderson. Oh yeah, Bernie Sanders, everybody. This is what the Democrat Party's turned into. They're gonna. You know what they're saying, by the way? They could spend anything; it doesn't matter. That the the whole notion of spending too much is a myth. Uh, one of the MSNBC beta males uh, said this on Twitter last night. I mean, th- this is what they tell you now. Spend whatever you want. Doesn't matter. No big deal. Meanwhile, back in reality land, the Dollar Tree store is now going to have to sell things for more than a dollar for the first time ever. If you want if you wanted a kind of down home Main Street, how inflation starts to hit the Dollar Tree store, no longer a dollar. I think we'll leave it there for today, folks. As you know, I'm going to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama this weekend going to the Ole Miss University of Alabama game with my good buddy and co-host Clay Travis. So I'm going to be in Birmingham Friday night. So send me your recommendations for the best barbecue in Birmingham, Alabama, please. And I'm going to be at that game. So if you're going to be at the game, come find us. We're going to be at some bar doing a a pregame or whatever you call it. A tailgate. Yeah, there you go. Tailgate party. And then I'll be wandering around. Just look for the poofy hair with sunglasses on top. That'll be me. Talk to you all tomorrow. Shields high.